Alright, and we are back with another week of the Let's Talk About It podcast. After some technical difficulties, the recording stopped, but we are back again with week 30. You're not tricking me this time, Jason. Didn't trick you ever, dude. Week 30, episode 30. <laughs> episode 30. And tricked your own damn self talking all that shit. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, you fake yourself. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, back, back at it again. Um, we'll go ahead and let you start again, Pedro. <laughs> back with the fresh tech news. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so let's start off with some smartphone news here. So, Google announced this past week on August 3rd, it's Pixel 5, Pixel 4a, and Pixel for a 5G lineups. Um, and I am ashamed to say that I have pre-ordered the Pixel 4a at 349. So <laughs> that'll show up at my doorstep sometime yeah. later this month. Um, people pre-order $1,000 Apple phones, and they're proud of it. True. Once, true. Well, once you surprised. get it, sir, we I, I got I got to take a look at it. You got to bring it okay. up. Oh, I got to play Angry Birds on it. <laughs> <laughs> Play, uh, wait, what's that? What's that game? Flappy Bird. I'll get yeah. Flappy Bird on. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So surprisingly enough, the Pixel uh, 4a was announced in one color, uh, which is black, and then one data configuration, which is uh, 128 gigabytes. And uh, at the price of 349, it was hard to pass up. So I pre-ordered that one. Uh, the Pixel 5 and Pixel 4a 5G have been announced to ship sometime at this fall. Uh, the Pixel 4a 5G will cost $499, and the cost of the Pixel 5 has been undetermined. So, uh, apparently these uh, these extra phones, the Pixel 5 and the 4a 5G, will be available to order October 8th. Uh, that's the latest rumor in the rumor mill, so we'll have to just wait and see. Uh, so far, though, the reviews for the Pixel 4a have been generally favorable. Uh, Basically, it's a good phone. It's not the fastest phone, but it's a good phone that nails all the basics and has an amazing camera, which is basically what I was expecting of it. So, I hope to be very, very happy with this uh, with this 4A. So, um, <laughs> we'll have to wait. question, sir, just because I didn't see it in any of the updates when it was released, was it ever confirmed that they have a fingerprint thing instead of it scanning just your face? So, it does not have face scanning capabilities. It does have a rearward fingerprint sensor. Okay, because that was that was the big determiner on if I was gonna ever upgrade to it or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, like it's scanning your face. No. Why not? Because I don't. It's only for Uncle Sam. What's he ever done to you? I'm gonna taste my money, dude. Ah! motherfucker! He's like the little kid from that from that vine. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so at, with uh, Apple Sam's tax income, I'm actually trading in my Galaxy Note 9 for the for the Pixel 4a, and so Google estimates that they'll give me about eighty dollars for it. So I'm pretty happy with that, and they'll uh, dispose of my Note 9 for me, take care of that. So um, that's really cool there. Uh, in other Google news, um, the um, uh, the Google Play Music service will be shutting down starting this month. So, uh, according to Google's timeline, by uh, let's see here, by October, 
uh, streaming for Google Play Music will stop worldwide, but uh, what, South Africa is getting the streaming uh, cut by September <laughs> for some reason. Um, I guess Google just doesn't really like them. But uh, that's real interesting there. So they're advising everyone to back up their music and save it elsewhere because the service will be completely shut down. So uh, we were talking about how Spotify may be pretty happy about that. <laughs> um, all, so, the other, uh, all the other music streaming services are going to be stoked. Yeah, Tidal, uh, Spotify, Pandora. Uh, what else is out there? I don't even know. I lost track. I use Spotify, and that's all I need. So, <laughs> Also, you can uh, pick up the, the podcast on Spotify. Let's talk about it. So look it up if you haven't. So <laughs> Hey. Shame self plug. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, this is our podcast. We're gonna do whatever we want, unless Ooh. someone sponsors the episode. Then we'll have to mention our sponsor. But <laughs> until then, we say what we want. Uh, but uh, in other smartphone news here, so the Samsung Unpacked um, event was held this week as well. And it would have been a great event with some hotly anticipated items if everything wasn't literally leaked 24 hours before the event. So, Jeez. Uh, thanks to uh, the smartphone leak master, Evan Bloss, on Twitter, um, who leaked pretty much all of the devices that were announced here. And so among the devices were Samsung's uh, Galaxy Z Fold 2, so their next generation foldable phone, uh, that uses a thin piece of glass instead of a piece of plastic um, for the outer layer of the screen that uh, if you guys remember some people were peeling off in the first generation uh, Galaxy Fold phones and that was breaking them because it's actually part of how the screen functions <laughs> so they, uh, they fixed that issue there um, and part of the leaks they also leaked out the Galaxy Note 20 and the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra the Samsung Galaxy Tab S7 and the Galaxy Buds, uh, which were the which are the truly wireless earbuds from Samsung, and the tip of the iceberg here is the Galaxy Watch 3 smartwatch. So, um, amongst these announcements, of course, everyone was super excited about the new Note 20 lineup, but uh, with a question mark here, the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 non-ultra, so just the regular one, uh, it's a one thousand dollar phone, and it is plastic. What do you guys think about that? I've always wanted a thousand dollar piece of plastic. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, for me, I prefer plastic phones because I just like the way they feel in the hands better than glass or metal. Um, so, they feel more resilient to me. That's probably part of why my fucking wrist hurts so much recently is I love the feel of heavy glass phones. <laughs> <laughs> when I feel like there's nothing in my head like I don't remember what phone that I went to after having my Note Edge I think it was an S7 it was something like that it was one of the more like smaller before they got before they just kind of made the larger phone standard for the galaxies but um, I picked one up shortly after my Note Edge broke and going from oh, it was an iPhone that's right I had to use an iPhone temporarily after one of my notes broke and going from this giant like oh it was like a pound or two almost honestly piece of yeah that one was plastic to now this little tiny piece of metal that weighed like a quarter of a pound i almost threw it by accident when i picked it up <laughs> 
you could probably chuck it hard enough and hurt someone real bad with it too. Yeah, but now like with with this phone, like I like how the one that I have now is a LG G8. It's heavy. It kind of makes my pinky tired when I'm holding it for too long, and I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our tastes, I suppose. <laughs> but, uh, so I guess, uh, so I guess uh, you you won't be a fan of the of the Note 20 here. Well, it's a standard one, so. You have to buy the Note 20 Ultra in order to get a metal phone there, surprisingly enough. Uh, the Ultra mm. starts at $1,300, by the way. Hell no. I still don't want a $1,300 piece of metal either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not just the metal that's an upgrade there. Uh, both, uh, both phones actually have a quad camera array on the back, uh, oh. and it is huge. So picture the iPhone XR camera. And then just stack another one right underneath it, and that's the uh, the Note 10 <laughs> camera. Box. Okay. It's huge. It's huge, as our, our lovely president would say. So, uh, <laughs> very interesting. Phone it's a there. huge phone. It's a beautiful phone. It's probably the best phone you've ever. Seen. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Samsung. Great people. Korean people. Uh, <laughs> You can tell I watch too much uh, too much parodies of that. But <laughs> uh, moving on with the, the more interesting announcements there of the Samsung Unpacked uh, uh, announcements there. Um, the Galaxy Buds, the truly wireless earbuds, they also look pretty promising. Um, and they should attract a good section of the Mexican market specifically because these wireless earbuds literally look like pinto beans. Uh, and I'm not doing anything. Look it up. Galaxy Buds. Galaxy Buds wireless earbuds. And they look like pinto beans. Uh, even the ones that they use for their marketing material are like in a rose gold color that could look, uh, that kind of look brown under this, under a certain light. Thanks. So, yeah, they're, they're funky little things for sure. But, mm. <laughs> um, do look that, weird. They, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they do look weird. I don't think I'd ever get them just, just based off of how they look. Uh, I, I think I'm going to super glue some pinto beans to my ear and take a picture. Uh, I'm like, hey guys, I got the new Galaxy Buds. Holy shit, there's actually an article with a picture of them sitting on top of a bunch of pinto beans. Yeah, the verge. Pretty <laughs> 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 like, I suppose. But, uh, oh, and another one from Android Central. Yeah, those are red beans of some kind. Android Central actually has pinto beans. That's funny. <laughs> Gotta love Android Central. They're my boys. Android police, Android authority—they're all—they're all my boys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so moving on from the buds, there uh, there was also an announcement of a Galaxy Watch 3 smartwatch, which is their thinnest smartwatch that has ever been released by Samsung. But it's also their most their most expensive. So uh, I will not be purchasing the Samsung Galaxy Watch 3. Thank you very much. Um, of course, the the one of the cool things to mention about the Galaxy T42 that was announced is that the display on the outside of the phone, when it's not folded out completely, it's actually larger than it was in the first generation. So it actually kind of looks like a regular Samsung Galaxy S uh, screen size-wise once it's when it's closed. So you have more usable screen real estate on the outside when you compare it to the rather small screen that was on the first gen. So. That was really cool to see. We'll uh, no doubt that these uh, that these devices will be reviewed very very well uh, when they come out. So um, we'll just have to wait and see when they come to market. Uh, moving on, there looks like this is uh, 
the last Android piece of news today, but um, I, I wanted to make sure that we brought it up because we give Apple a lot of crap for, <laughs> for uh, you know, implementing features that Android has had for many years now. And so it is now Apple's turn to laugh because Android's nearby share file sharing feature is finally launching. So um, this is a uh, parallel feature to Apple's AirDrop. And so if you guys don't know what AirDrop is, it's basically something on iPads and iPhones that uh, that is enabled when you turn on your Bluetooth and Wi-Fi at the same time. This allows you to share uh, files and pictures with other Apple devices just by you know finding them on a menu and hitting share. Um, when I was in New York, everyone had iPads, all my friends, so we were just like airdrop pictures to each other of memes or like we take pictures of the person who was presenting and we draw on it and then we drop it to each other <laughs> and we'd name Send our devices 3am like, airdrops yeah yeah and like we give, our, <laughs> give our, our devices like really stupid names <laughs> like, so it'd be like be like uh you know joseph stalin is trying to airdrop you <laughs> a picture and it'd be like symbol or something <laughs> you know just stupid stuff like that but um so it looks like that is being launched on android here which uh is going to give you know a similar feature set if you turn on your wi-fi and bluetooth you'll be able to drop uh you know or share um uh you know all kinds of stuff like contacts photos uh certain files you'll be able to share that way as well um, you'll also be able to like tether phone calls and stuff like that through that, which I thought was pretty interesting or video chats through Google's application. So, um, it's going to be a really cool, really cool feature. I know I'm going to like it and it should be implemented in the pixel 4a. So I'll let you guys know what I think of that. Um, mm -hmm. moving on to that, we actually have a couple of follow-up stories. So if y'all recall, uh, about uh, a couple weeks ago, at least, uh, we talked about, uh, a big Twitter hack that happened. And so this is actually the third week in a row that we talked about this Twitter hack in which someone was scamming people through Twitter to donate Bitcoin because the hack yeah. was a hold of a high-profile Twitter account. So basically, um, they caught the people who were behind it, <laughs> behind the hack. So um, a Florida teenager and two others have been arrested for allegedly being behind a major Twitter hack earlier this uh, earlier in July. Um, the Department of Justice announced that uh, UK resident Mason Shepard, who was 19 years old, and Orlando resident uh, Nima Fazeli, who was 22 years old, uh, they go by the hacking aliases Chewan and Rolex, respectively, like gamer tags, but for hacking. <laughs> I guess. Um, they were charged with helping carry out the hack. A third person, a 17-year-old who lives in Tampa, has also been charged. So. The interesting thing here is that the 17-year-old kid is facing 30 felony charges, including organized fraud, communications fraud, identity theft, and hacking, carrying potential penalties of more than $100,000 from just those charges. So um, with the uh, he's been charged extra than the other two because uh, the 17-year-old was uh, supposedly the mastermind of the hack. And so... Uh, the funny thing about the 17-year-old is that it was pretty easy to find him because not only did, did he leave a slight digital trail that led, uh, you know, digital authorities to find him, but when they found him, uh, he was living in his own home uh, that was completely paid off, and he was driving a BMW M3 that was also completely paid off. Mm. So this kid was literally a millionaire by scamming people on Bitcoins, not just from this Twitter hack, 
but from previous hacks as well. So imagine being a 17-year-old and being that set in stone with life. I kind of envy the kid. I'm going to lie. I was playing Zelda and eating fucking like a fat ass when I was 17. Yeah, what was... I was a junior in high school, and I was so nervous about playing in this cool talent show. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... I guess some of us are, are born with more power than, than others, I suppose. But, yeah, so interesting follow-up there on the hacks. And so um, a follow-up on this recent follow-up. Today was actually his court hearing. And because of coronavirus, court hearings have been done remotely. And so uh, the court hearing for the 17-year-old from Tampa was uh, Zoom-bombed. So when it opened, a lot of people hacked into the Zoom meeting and uh, displayed various levels of pornography there, to the point where they had to cancel <laughs> the, uh, the hearing. So, uh, yeah, so the, I guess that's working for him for now. <laughs> so uh, really, really interesting uh, stuff there. Uh, and uh, I guess props to, the, to those idiots there that got caught for, for doing that. Uh, next follow-up story here is actually the follow-up on the Garmin outage that we reported on last week in which uh, it was, uh, you know, down for several days and affected, you know, Garmin smartwatches and, and uh, you know, their, their metrics recording uh, websites and software. So apparently, now this is real juicy, apparently Garmin paid a multi-million dollar ransom after suffering that cyber attack. So um, the, uh, you know, apparently the ransom was for $10 million dollars. And that uh, Garmin had received a, de- a decryption key to access the data encrypted by the virus um, that was, uh, you know, or, or the ransomware that had taken all of its services hostage. And uh, the payment was reportedly made through a ransomware negotiation company called Arit IR. Uh, and uh, and uh, it's just wild that a $10 million ransom for a giant company like that for its data that looks like it actually happened there. So um, it's it's actually just wild to me that something like that happened. So uh, early on, reports suggested that the fitness brand had been hit by a strain of ransomware called Wasted Locker, which is believed to have been developed by individuals linked to a Russia-based hacking group. So that's especially sensitive. Uh, the, group, uh, the group, and they're known as Evil Corp, which is a really good nod to Mr. Robot, the show, um, that group was placed <laughs> under sanctions by the U.S. Treasury last December, and Sky News reports that one ransomware negotiation company declined to work with Garmin to resolve the incident over fears of breaking those U.S. sanctions against the hacking group. So, um, Arit IR, the company that uh, that you know negotiated the ransom for the data on behalf of Garmin, declined to confirm uh, whether it had worked with Garmin to respond to the incident, citing uh, contractual uh, confidentiality obligations to all clients. (laughs) So um, they also said that uh, it follows all recommended and required screenings to ensure compliance with U.S. trade trade sanction laws. And and basically on July 24th, Arit IR tweeted a white paper disputing reports of a link between Wasted Locker and Evil Corp. A representative from the company did not immediately respond to a request made by The Verge for comment. So, um, although although no direct, you know, there's no been been no direct statement of yeah, we helped, you know, Garmin or Garmin saying yeah, Arit IR helped us. All the puzzle pieces match up with the filings and with uh, you know the papers that were submitted. 
to go forward with a transaction like this. So um, The Verge also reached out to Garmin uh, for a statement, but uh, they also said that they could not comment on any additional details. So uh, this is obviously something super embarrassing for all of them. So <laughs> uh, they're going to have to just bite the bullet on that one. Um, so uh, yeah, looks like that is all of the tech news that I have to bestow upon you lovelies today. Alright. So if you don't mind then, Ruben, I'm just going to go ahead and jump in. I've got a pretty quick section going on today. Don't mind at all, sir. Alright. So first up is a little bit of information that I just got about an hour ago, maybe, about the PS5, um, along with a little bit of older information as well from about three days ago, but both of them have to do with backwards compatibility, and I want to lead in with saying that I was not aware that the Series X will work with Xbox One controllers, like that includes Series X games too, it's not going to be specific to just having to have that controller. So that's just something that I thought was really cool. Like for you know, like like I know Ruben already has an Xbox One. If he were to pick up a Series X, he could use his controllers, and we'd all you know be able to go hang out and play without needing to fork over any extra cash. Uh, the PS5, however, will work with the DualShock 4 controllers, but only for PS4 games. So PS5 games, you will need the DualSense controller to play which to me is kind of stupid unless the like unless this generation is going to be heavily dependent on the features of DualSense which I just it's it's like any other gimmick is a lot of developers are going to do it maybe right out the gate but then eventually it's just going to die down I feel like um any yeah, thoughts on right that now. yeah honestly I their reasoning behind it I think is really stupid because their reasoning is well we want all of next gen games to be playable with this controller in order for you to get the full experience right but <laughs> half the games that are going to be on ps4 are, are going to be on xbox yeah so so i'm just wondering if if it's really unplayable which it's not but they're, right. they're doing a conscious choice to do it, which I personally don't believe in. Okay, so it, 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 like, the way that I see it is, is somebody, a marketing person, was like, yeah, you know, we're going to do that, you know, this whole full experience thing, and it's really, in the end, just a way for them to make more money. Yeah. Just, which is the yeah you have to buy a new controller. So, you know, yes, I, I, I can see where they're coming from and doing it, but I feel like it's it, – even if it's not a huge dent because at the end of the day you're going to get what you want, I would still get a PS5 for Demon Souls. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, we're still going to get what you want, but that does kind of disappoint me because, like, if Demon Souls were on Xbox, that could possibly be enough to sway me in the direction of buying an Xbox yeah, there were there were a lot of things that uh, PlayStation did this past week that kind of angered people. Now, the new information that I got, though, and this is on the opposite end of the coin, again, still has to do with backward compatibility. They will not be doing any per-game whitelisting. They will still be doing per-game testing. But, according to uh, Lance McDonald, who tweeted about it, they will continue testing 
previous gen games to see what does work and for optimization's sake, but you can pop any last gen game in essentially and play it, which is pretty neat. Almost renders having a PS4 useless though. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> in my opinion, I don't know about completely because of like collectors and I mean sometimes like like maybe you've got a bunch of gamers in the house, it's good to split them that way, you know. But still, that's that's pretty neat though that you'll be able to just pop in whatever you want, and I mean, hopefully it works. <laughs> now, still no official confirmation on it, but he later came out and tweeted, uh, "Here we go. Out of respect for the platform holder, uh, I had to delete the tweet out of respect for the platform holder. Make of that what you will." Which, in my opinion, is basically a confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> that sounds like it to me. So, PS5 is making pretty cool moves at the same time that they're making pretty shitty moves. So, it's it's really, I feel like this, at least the start of the, the competition, the sales competition part of this generation is all really still going to come down to the, the final sale price. Yep. Some polarizing moves on both ends for sure. And it's like on a daily basis, it seems. But other than that, I mean, there's really no other news that I picked up uh, that really hasn't been out for a while. So uh, unless you guys have any last minute thoughts on that, I've got a quick little update on one of my least favorite people, but favorite people to follow at the same time. Uh, Jake <laughs> Paul's mansion was raided, his Calabasas, California mansion, by the FBI, and they had assistance from SWAT. Um, a lot of outlets were reporting that weapons were seized and a lot of people were speculating that it's something crazy that he's involved with something which honestly to me would not have surprised me but to find out what I heard is the real reason or what I read was the real reason still also makes complete and total sense to me the weapons were arrested I mean I guess if you're doing an operation like that you would kind of want the weapons out of the way but I guess he owed the government over $2 million in taxes. Oh, yeah, that YouTube money will get you. <laughs> so, no arrests have been planned for it. And the, yeah, like I said, if, if that it really is what it is, I mean, like I said, it makes sense that they want to get them out of the way for whatever reason. You, you know, we get somebody over React or just protocol sake. Um, but no arrests are planned, and though those guns do not appear to be connected, I mean, if, if anything, maybe some repossession on <laughs> there. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's all that there has been. There's still no official statement, and I guess the uh, the affidavit was sealed. The, the actual information as to why, and the FBI is currently not able to comment on it. Um, they're still waiting for a comment from Jake Paul or any of his representatives. That's wild. I just wanted to uh, do something totally wild. Like Breaking Bad style wild, right? Yeah. <laughs> like just, was like the head of the meth, meth cartel. Just imagine, dude, this whole fucking jackass, like, kid, ridiculous persona was his cover. <laughs> this, whole time, this whole time they've secretly been ISIS. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Oh my god. Paul is the mastermind behind ISIS. <laughs> Started when he was seven years old. 
But that that covers everything I've got. Fairly slow news week for me. I'm gonna go ahead and hand it off to Ruben now. All right. Well, first off, I'm gonna go ahead and start by saying, Pedro, even though you said Apple's making good moves, they're making some bad ones too. So I get to poop oh. on Apple this week. Oh yeah. That the the fact that they make bad moves never changes. Um. So basically, what's going on is Microsoft. XCloud, which is their streaming service, is going to be coming out on everything except for Apple devices, um, despite a lengthy testing period on the platform. The reason, according to Apple, is that the company requires game software submissions to be reviewed on a title-by-title -title basis. What this means is that if Xbox is to run XCloud, Apple basically wants Xbox to submit every single game from the Xbox library for individual review <laughs> in order See, to be allowed to be played on there. <laughs> yeah, no way. Uh, um, exactly. No fucking way because that's just way too much. At the same time, they're holding a huge company to the same standard they're holding any other developer to. Yes, that is true. So, it is good that they're being fair, but really, like, I, I in that kind of situation there, I don't think it's a bad idea to look the other way for that specifically. I Apple's only hurting themselves, to be honest. Yeah. Um, exactly. I honestly want to see Microsoft be like, okay, we'll do that, just to, just to make Apple look even worse. <laughs> Yo. Um, let's see here. Next up, we got, I don't know if you knew this or not, Pedro, but today Sony had a State of Play event, and it was for PS4 games and and games that we already knew about. Um, and one of the, How did I miss that? It was, it was kind of a smaller one. They weren't really, like, super, super promoting it. Um, but one of the... It was pretty cool. One of the things that I'm super excited about that we finally got a video on is the newest Control DLC, which is AWE, which in the trailer it shows Alan Wake, which has me super stoked because I love Alan Wake, and this just means that, of course, we already figured that the universe was connected based on you know clues you could find in the game and stuff, but this, of course, just seals the deal which is awesome for me because I hope that we get a second Alan Wake. That's what so, so they're on the same so they're on the same timeline then? Yes. What if and this is just some pretty neat kind of speculation. I don't maybe, maybe it's already been proven another way cuz I haven't played too much of Alan Wake, but what if Alan Wake's universe is like essentially a story about an author and that's how they connect it? be interesting it'd be fucking wild <laughs> um another thing that has me super stoked for this is because hopefully after this we'll see even more remedy games connect because i already know a few of them do of course alan wake and control and then i want to say what is it quantum break also has some connections in it so it'd be kind of interesting to see them build out a whole type of like game universe and really expand on that let's see and then they make their own super smash brothers game <laughs> right Rem <laughs> Rem remedy royale yeah <laughs> exactly 
Um, it will go live on all platforms on August 27th. And then one thing, I got a Sony story for us about, well, not just Sony, but the Avengers video game, which is coming out, which actually is looking pretty good now. Um, however, they recently released some news that was very not cool in my opinion which is that spider-man is going to be joining the avengers but only on ps4 now this would make sense if it was the spider-man from the ps4 exclusive game but the company has already stated that it is not the same spider-man which is so whack. so it's ben riley <laughs> not peter parker it's still gonna be peter parker i believe it's just not gonna be like the one from insomniac's game mm, so a different continuity it seems yes whack whack um of that's course, all i have to say about it <laughs> whack. yeah after this was announced a lot of people were mad a lot of people were even more mad because crystal dynamics which is the company behind the avengers game um, actually started charging people for their pre-orders before announcing this news. So a lot of people were mad because oh, they oh. own multiple systems. Yeah, that's bullshit there. I didn't know that. And pre-ordered it either on Xbox or PC, and then the literally the same weekend, the, like pretty much the following two or three days after they charged it is when they announced all of this. So people were Damn. not happy. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't be happy. It's garbage. Yeah. Um, personally, I think exclusives are dumb. So, I really don't like this. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, and then more news about the xCloud, as Xbox is calling it. Um, they are going to be rolling out public access to its cloud gaming service um, as part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate from September 15th. From that day, users will be able to play over 100 games beamed from the cloud to their Android device, and it intends to push the latest Xbox Game Studios video games to the cloud on day of release from here on out. That's going to be wild, man. I really hope that they do it better than Google did. I don't doubt that they will, but... <laughs> personally... In in a world where PlayStation is kind of making moves that don't seem for everybody, Xbox is trying to make moves for everybody, it seems. Um, obviously, you know, they did their Game Pass, and now they're doing xCloud. So, I mean, if you wanted to play Xbox games now, you don't even need a system. Once that day comes, you can literally just subscribe to Game Pass, and for $15 a month, you basically have an Xbox on any of your devices, whether it's PC, you know, an Android phone, or Android tablet. Of course, not Apple, as we just discussed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good stab. Let's see. Games available that they've already announced at the start of the service will be Minecraft Dungeons, Destiny 2, Tell Me Why, Gears 5, and Yakuza Kiwami 2. Um, that's all they've announced thus far. However, they do plan on releasing the full catalog of over 100 games closer to the launch date. Are Interesting, you, sure. I was going to say, are you guys, like, have you guys thought about buying into Game Pass yet? 
I have, yeah, ever since a couple episodes. Well, when you first got it, and you were showing me the library that you had, I was like, oh, that's a really nice library. You should <laughs> totally try it, just because still on, like, uh, still for your first time, I want to say it's still only a dollar to join. And then you could instantly, you know, download all those games, my guy. It's the best deal in gaming right now. No doubt. Let's see here. And then I want to talk about... Not really news, but this week um, a new game came out, which is Fall Guys. It came out on PS Plus for free. It's a brand new game, which surprises me that PlayStation actually managed to put it out day one of drop for free but because of that the game got so many downloads and so many people were trying to get on that their servers were down for like seven hours on launch day Jeez, which, that's pretty hype which caused them to get massively review bombed uh, wow yeah which is unfortunate because i mean now that it's up and running the game itself is really good and really fun um, it's it's a good little party game, almost like Mario Party, but in in the vein of being a battle royale. Um, it's a good thing I bought it today, then, huh? Did you buy it? Yes, sir. Right before we started. Oh man, you're gonna have so much fun. Yeah, it's basically like so, like sixty people load into a game, and then you play a series of mini games where each round, a number of people get deleted, get eliminated. <laughs> deleted deleted <laughs> hardcore man um but it's fun it's f like funny the physics and you can just like grab onto people and pull them down to like get ahead of them in races or you can dive across finish lines it's really fun and really silly um and just a all-around good party game so not knowing what it was like two days All ago i'm very time. excited to give it a try Dude, you will have. A, if you don't have a blast, I'd be surprised. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a big fan of the Jackbox Party Pack. So. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, and then, I believe that is all of my gaming news, sirs. Um, let's see here. Oh, actually, I do have one more, and that is about Halo Master Chief Collection. Crossplay is going to be coming, which is super exciting, meaning, of course, Xbox yeah. is going to be playing with PC, and they plan on rolling it out before the end of this year. Wow. Mm -hmm. Which is going to be fat. And also... <laughs> Halo, my Xbox and also, Halo 3 ODST <laughs> testing begins this month, which is also super exciting. Oh, no. Do you know what? That's actually going to be the first release that I'm super, super excited for, because that one I have not played yet. You really? I forgot that was in there. You haven't played ODST? Not at all. I have never played ODST. I think we were going to try and start it, and, but had to leave one time and just never got back to it. Dude, if you want to play, we got to play that one co-op. Yeah, I'll do that one co-op for sure. I was going to say, because that is one of my favorite Halos. ODST is so good. <laughs> oh, I'm down as hell. I never played ODST. Yeah, you've only played <laughs> Reach, though. Like, I know. <laughs> really, right? Yeah, yeah. Reach is the only Halo game I've played. See, oh, that story in like, Reach, man. I was like, if you want to play all of them, man, buying a Game Pass for a dollar, you got all the Halos. Is there Dark Souls on Game Pass? 
Um, I don't believe so, but I mean, I could check because I have Game Pass on PC. Yeah, check for me, because if it's on there, I might... Dark Souls? Do it tonight, yeah. Or Demon Souls? Uh, I don't, they won't have Demon Souls, I think that was PS3 exclusive. It is not on Game Pass, sir. Hmm. But you know what is on Game I'll Pass? I'll look through to see if there's anything. You can you can pre-install that brand new Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> hey, that's. I need to go buy a flight stick. I believe I believe I heard something about that game's on like if you get it on discs, it's on like ten discs. Yeah, that's like ridiculous, <laughs> huge dude. <laughs> Back to the floppy disc days. Sick. It's been in development since then. They just never changed storage methods. Let's see. So uh, they also teased some new features coming with the Master Chief Collection this year. Um, of course, number one being crossplay. Um, other features include Steam account linking, um, a custom game browser, PC file sharing, uh, server region selection, per game graphic options, per game audio options, um, double keybinds for all games. In-game in FPS cap adjustments, so just some little some little quality of life extra stuff. What about a mouse wheel weapon swap? Dude, just do that in your just do that in your um, control setting. Like, like not to where did they make it to where you can do up and down, or is it still just you have to press up to bind it to your switch weapon button? Um, I do mouse scroll for mine. Up and, up and down there, I mean, because the way that I had to do it before was weapons were up and grenades were down. Oh, no, yeah, that's how I have it, except I have weapons uh, yeah. and grenades up. No, yeah, that's what I mean, like, I want a native weapon scroll with the mouse. <laughs> yeah, I wish, man. All, all that's these... the only, that is the only thing that, like, really, really bothers me about it. I, 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 I mean, the, all of the other heroes are totally alright to play online and they're fun, it's, but it's all these other, I just wish I could change weapons. It's all these other PC that way. that got us used to using the mouse wheel, man. <laughs> True. I don't, I don't appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's bomb. Well, I know, <laughs> I know, but since I can't do it in Halo, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it in Halo yet. Um, but yeah, that is all the news I have for sure now. Um, Pedro, when you do get Halo, if you are not looking to play it alone, I will play through all of the campaigns with you because Jason's a punk and does not want to play any of them again. <laughs> Dude, I'm so down. I'm so down. Give me, give me a week from tomorrow. Lit. I'll make some game purchases. I'm so down. Alrighty, let's see. Oh. <laughs> well, anything else you guys want to discuss? Uh, none for me, other than uh, Jason dropped out and dropped back in. No, he didn't. He was here the whole time. He just does not literally said in the last five seconds. <laughs> you're, you're, pra you're, you're practicing your Discord noise impersonations? Yeah. You're doing real well. Please, please play on if I say so myself. Really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm all moved out for today, though. You know what? I have one more quick one. One more thing. Very, very um, curious because we still don't know the reason behind the ban. But Doctor Disrespect is returning to streaming tomorrow on YouTube. His first stream since his Twitch ban, and it goes live tomorrow at 3 p.m. EDT. 
I'm wondering, dude, he's gotta say some. Someone's gotta slip up. Yeah, I'm surprised how uh, low profile it's this been is the, this whole time. I was like, this is the best kept internet secret since Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um. Well, I will go ahead and say farewell, everyone. This has been another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. If y'all want to do your goodbyes. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, I thought Jason just cursed out our audience for listening. <laughs> yeah, 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 I totally did. You can, thank you guys. You guys are fucking awesome for listening. I'll do it again. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We appreciate it. And cue the outro music.